What does motion sound like? With Kizikans free shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom socks. In the squadron, they called him bullets, but we call him Greg Kelly. Greg Kelly is on the air on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This this is me, the piano tuning guy, Eric, the butt nut. Uh, jerky Boys. What was I listening to this morning? Jerky Boys 3. Some of you know what I'm talking about. All right. Bigger and totally predicted by me, Aaron Rodgers crashing and burning. Wow. Did I call that or what? Now, look, I wish the guy was, uh, you know, I, I I wish I was wrong. I wish I was wrong, but I saw this coming. The guy was acting like a total goofball for at least nine months. I am not a football guy, right? And possibly that's my advantage here. I I don't follow sports, but I follow people. And I've gotten pretty good sometimes. Yeah, I think I'm pretty good at reading people. And this guy was out to lunch. Aaron Rodgers. Now, I know anybody can get an ankle injury. I, I don't know. In the first two minutes of the game going down like this, uh, <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. A big part of it was the drugs. The guy's been openly embracing a psychedelic drug fantasy life style for anybody. And like, oh, oh, I love you, bro. You know what happens when you start taking shrooms? Everybody looks interesting. Everybody looks like love. I love you, bro. And that is not the way to lead a football team. And that's not way, the way to throw a football. It just doesn't, it's not going to work. And I knew it. And I also saw every time I saw this guy, he was smiling and more than a smile. It was like a delirious, spacey smile. I'm like, this guy is out to lunch. You know, you got to uh, be determined. You got to be serious. You got to be especially in something that ultra competitive. You got to be a warrior. And uh, all that weirdo uh, psychedelic uh, philosophy crap that he was engaged in, Aaron Rodgers, we're talking about the quarterback of the Jets, right? Yeah. And uh, I told the sports guy we got here, Dino, Mike Dino, very sharp guy, he knows his stuff. But you got to watch out sometimes. And I told him this, you sports guys, you sometimes they're afraid to go up against the franchise. Sometimes they don't want to say anything that would upset the Jets front office or the Giants front office, right? They got to be totally on message. Well, I don't have that problem. Now I just looked at this and I saw, you know what? This is this guy's. This is not going to end uh, good, and it didn't. Let me see here. We have. Um, we want to hear this guy. Uh, all right, yeah, no, 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 no. This is. Uh, do me a favor. This is the the, the coach last. Night. Hey, good. The Jets won with this Wilson guy, Zach Wilson, the backup quarterback, and it was a great game in the end. But uh, here's the coach. Does this sound like a coach who just won? He's he's pretty upset about the whole Aaron Rodgers situation, who sprained his ankle. I mean, worse than sprained. It looks like he ruptured his Achilles tendon. Is that right? All right, here's the coach after the game. Robert Sela, Sela cut 24. 24. Hey. Is somebody... <laughs> Uh, I think somebody who cut that tape might be on psychedelic drugs. But people don't sound like that. You don't have uh, echo voices, right? Yeah, you hear me on this? Guys, you hear? All right. You can try it again if you want. If it fixed. Anyway, the guy's like, it doesn't look good. 
It doesn't look good. It looks like he's going to miss the entire season, and his career is probably over. He's 39 years old, which, in many respects, still a young man. The guy could live another 60 years. But in football, you know, Tom Brady, that was a total fluke. You can't be throwing that damn football around, running around on that uh, grass with all these young 22-year-olds out there. It's going to end in disaster, like it did last night. All right, let me hear from the coach of the Jets now. Do we fix it? I think so. Cut 24. All right, I'll uh, deal with the quarterback real quick. Um, uh, concerned with his Achilles. Uh, MRI is probably going to confirm what we think is already going to happen, so prayers tonight, but it's not good. How do you process your emotions right now? It's a great win for you guys, but the yeah, injury. Uh, <clears throat> that part sucks. I'm going to enjoy this win. Winning in the NFL is hard, regardless of who the quarterback is. Um Personally, I don't hurt for me. I, I don't hurt for our locker room. I hurt for Aaron and how much he's invested in all of this. Um, you know, so I, I'm still going to say a prayer. I'm still going to hold out hope. Uh, but, uh, you know, my, my, my heart's with Aaron right now and, and nowhere else. Uh, how do you process the emotions? Is that what the sports reporter asked? How do you process these emotions? Since when do we become such a country? Wouldn't they? Is that what the sports guy said? Can you imagine Oscar Madison? Remember Oscar Madison? He was a sports reporter, right, with Felix? How do you process the emotions? I don't process the emotions. How do you? Anyway, well, he's taking it really bad there, and uh, I, I, I wish Aaron Rodgers a long and successful life. Guess what? He's already had all that stuff. He's got fame and fortune. Have you seen the house he's living in in uh, New Jersey? It was in the paper. It looks like an airport terminal. It's, as, it's, it's, it's it's the size of an airport terminal, and it's all modern and good for him. Hey, good for him. That's the way the marketplace works. He is a multi, 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 multi millionaire. You know what I'm going to pray for? Um, the stock boy who just got uh, fired, okay, because of the shoplifting. You know, uh, there are. <laughs> I pray for Aaron Rodgers. He's alive. He's being. I mean, I want him to be. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe he comes back next week. I don't know. Maybe there's a miracle, but it doesn't look like it to me. And I told you guys about this a long time ago. Where is this? Uh, where do we have here? Uh, oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, the sports guy comes in, Mike Dedino, great guy. And I tell him, this is August 22nd. This is, uh, okay, August 22nd. How bad it's going to be with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback. It's not going to work. Cut 23, Greg Kelly and Mike Dedino, August 22nd, last month. Go. This Aaron uh, Rogers guy, who we got from the Packers, he's now on the Jets, right? This is going to be one of the biggest crash and burn scenarios, uh, ever. Worse than the Hindenburg. This guy is going down. I can feel it. Uh, Mike Dedino, though, he's the expert. He's our sports guy. Mike, I am not impressed with this guy. Uh, are you? What's going on, Greg? Thank you for having me back. Yes, I am very excited for Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets this season. I'm curious to know why you are not. Well, number one, you're the expert. So how old is this guy? Is 39. Like, it's too old. Everybody knows. And I here's the thing. He's a druggie. He's using drugs. Now, I know most of the NFL uses drugs. All right? I mean, they're all smoking pot. But this guy is dabbling in psychedelics and mushrooms. And, you know, he's on this whole, I love you, man. You know, hugging it out with everybody. Uh, there's just a crazy look in his eye, too, right? He's just, you gotta have the eye of the tiger. This guy looks spacey. Wow. That's it. All right. And I basically, I said what I said today, but I said it before everybody else knew. So, hey, I'm sorry he, uh, busted his, uh, ankle there. That's, uh, that's too bad. And, uh, it's very disappointed, I'm sure. 
but he has many, many, many millions of dollars in the bank, and uh, he has no problems whatsoever, okay? We, we people, we've got real problems. He doesn't have real problems. How many Super Bowls has that guy played in, right? He's been, played in, I guess, one or two, right? Hasn't he? Has the Packers ever been in a Super Bowl uh, with him leading the charge? I'm sure he has, and if he hasn't, so what? All right, that's I, I, quite frankly, he won. Did they win? Did they win? Yeah, he won. All right, so he's set. Forget it. Forget him. They're <laughs> gonna cry for these guys. You know, they most of them have been jerks since the sixth grade. Seriously, remember the jocks in school? You know, some were okay, but most were jerks. Especially the really, really good ones, and they get this hero complex, and everybody worships them. It's part of it's our fault. Part of it's the culture's fault. Part of it's Mike Dedino's fault. Quite frankly, I love Mike Dedino, but I mean, I'm sorry, he's like worshiping these guys. Like, oh my god, the stuff he he has said about grown men he's never met. How can you you just watch him on TV run around and you think they're good people? I don't know. Some are good, some are terrible. All right. Anyway, if you want me to call anything else in sports, uh, you know, when, when I am so moved, I will do so. You know, the day to day stuff, you know what I mean? But something big like that, a quarterback coming in from out of town, it catches my eye and I knew, I knew that this was, uh, all right. What the hell else is going on? Um, oh, the big lie that Joe Biden got caught in. As soon as he said it, I knew he was, look, there are a billion reasons to not like Joe Biden, and I guess this is one of them. I mean, the constant lying. I was initially willing to give him a pass when he said, the next day after September 11th, I was there at Ground Zero. I'm like, well, he probably meant the next week or a couple of days later. I was, but, um, yeah, sure enough, he was, um, he was in the United States Senate on September 12th. He didn't go to Ground Zero. Cut 22, please. Cut 22. Some have said yesterday and today changed. All has changed for America. I know what they mean by that, and I respect their view, but I pray that is not true. All right, so that's the 12th. That's the 12th. That's him speaking in the United States Senate. And then we have him speaking uh, yesterday in Alaska, which is totally weird. Let's see here. Uh, uh, cut 17. To renew our sacred vow, never forget, never forget, we never forget. Each of us, each of those precious lives stolen too soon when evil attacked. Ground Zero in New York, and I remember standing there the next day and looking at the building. I felt like I was looking through the gates of hell. It looks so devastating. Yeah. Well, that's a big fat. He's wrong. Was he lying? Prop. I mean, these, he he lies so much. It's automatic. It's just uh, it's it just happens with him all the time. That's what he does. He's a liar. Oh, the lies are catching up with him. Uh, it looks like an impeachment inquiry has been green lighted by Kevin McCarthy, the speaker, the speaker of the house, who had to be cajoled and kind of forced into it. Our friend. Uh, Matt Gates, the firebrand from Florida, not screwing around. He was uh, saber rattling, saying, if you don't do this, Kevin McCarthy, I may just call one of those quorum things and and we'll see if we have confidence in you anymore. We could bounce you. We could bounce you. Listen to this. Cut 25. Kevin McCarthy, he's going after, kind of going after Biden. Cut 25. 
That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. That's exactly what we want to know, the answers. I believe the president would want to answer these questions and allegations as well. Well, the White House has already responded, saying that uh, they're just a bunch of MAGA extremists. How dare those MAGA extremists follow the money? And figure out that at least $17 million came from Ukraine and went to ver- laundered through various LLCs and ultimately found, uh, the money found its way into the pockets of Hunter Biden, Frank Biden, brother of Joe, uh, James Biden, another brother of Joe, uh, Frank and James, their wives, the in-laws of Joe. Uh, let's see. Hunter Biden's, uh, present wife got the money. H- Hunter Biden's ex-wife got some money. Uh, Hunter Biden's ex-girlfriend, Bo Biden's ex-wife, Haley, got some money. And a whole mess of grandkids got money from China, from Ukraine, from Kazakhstan, from Romania. What's really suspicious, and people are really getting on my case, well, where's that smoking gun? Where's that smoking gun? I do believe there is a smoking gun, but you know what? You don't need a smoking gun. Most people get convicted without a smoking gun. You know, Charles Manson, he didn't even kill anybody. He technically did not even kill anybody, and they got him on mass murder, all right? He wasn't even in the house. We were able to figure out that he made it all happen. Joe Biden made it all happen. He enriched his family illegally, and you know what? It's all catching up to him. And, you know, we don't need the media anymore. The people can see it. The people are the ones who discovered that lie. Think NBC News did it? You think ABC News did it? You think CBS News did it? No, for whatever reason, very, very strange. They're protecting him. But I think their patience is wearing thin. We never had any patience for Joe Biden. That's a good thing. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, you know who Senator John Kennedy is? Uh, he's a Republican from Louisiana. I know. Every time I heard John Kennedy, I'm like, uh, man, he has the same name as you know who, the 35th president of the United States. And uh, I could never shake that. And then I finally shook it. And, uh, man, this guy's totally awesome. Totally awesome. So <laughs> you know about this crazy stuff with the uh, pornographic books in the schools. Right, We don't think that there should be pornographic books in schools. You can buy pornography. You can look at pornography if you want, right? But you shouldn't be able to get it in the middle school library, right? Now, Joe Biden has lied to the American people about this, grossly oversimplified it, and said that we're just about banning books on on subjects we don't like. Listen to Joe Biden about this. Cut 27. Let's stand with teachers and parents against politicians who try to score political points by banning books. I never thought, as a student of history, I never thought I'd be a president who was fighting against elected officials trying to ban and banning books. All right. Empty shelves don't help kids learn very much. Oh, wow. How, how deep. Ju- wow. What a. <laughs> so craven. That man, really. Has he ever heard of a PG movie or an R-rated movie? Hmm? Did he let Ashley Biden go uh, see pornographic movies when she was in sixth grade? Did he? 
Did he bring her down to uh, downtown Wilmington to go to the porno theater? Of course he didn't. Of course he didn't. I hope. So this is the kind of, there are very specific books that the crazy librarian association is pushing right now. And one of them is gender queer and uh, something blue boy in America. And it was pretty wild. I've glanced at these books, but Senator Kennedy, what he did before some crazy secretary of state from Illinois, who seems to like these books. You ready for this? Do we have time? Let's try it. Cut 26. Let's take two books that have been much discussed. Um, it's going to be very graphic, by the way. The first one is called All Boys Aren't Blue. And I will quote from it. I put some lube on and got him on his knees. And I began to slide into him from behind. I pulled out of him and kissed him while he masturbated. He asked me to turn over while he slipped a condom on himself. This was my and I was struggling to imagine someone inside me. He got on top and slowly inserted himself into me. It was the worst pain I think I have ever felt in my life. Eventually, I felt a mix of pleasure with the pain. All right, just to remind everybody, okay, this is a United States senator reading from a book that the Library Association is pushing into middle schools, high schools, grammar schools. You got it? All right. He's just reading from a book that kids have access to. Children. And Senator John Kennedy is doing the right thing here. If you can't handle it on the radio, what do you think about an eighth grader or a sixth grader or a fourth grader, a second grader? This is the insane stuff that's being pushed right now. And what the what the guy says to Senator John Kerry is really something. This is the guy who wants people to be reading these books, children to be reading these books, to be continued when I return. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority PriorityGoldGuide.com. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right. People are very disturbed about all the pornography that uh, they've heard on the radio from Senator John Kerry. Uh, John Kennedy, great guy. Kerry, a bad guy. Uh, keep in mind, he's reading from books that the left, including Joe Biden, think belong in middle schools, middle schools, that they should be reading 
this kind of pornography. You can print this kind of pornography and you can access it when you are an adult. That's not a radical idea. That's not a MAGA extremist idea. That's a sensible American common sense position, right? But everything's gone off the rails, right? All right, so John Kennedy, uh, what were you saying? Go ahead. Close quote. All boys aren't blue. The second is a, a another much discussed book. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's called Gender Queer. Okay. Let me read an excerpt from that. Quote. I got a new strap home, strap on harness today. I can't wait to put it on you. It will fit my favorite dildo perfectly. You're going to look so hot. I can't wait to have your in my mouth. I'm going to give you the blowjob of your life. Then I want you inside of me. End quote. Now, Mr. Secretary, what are you asking us to do? Are you suggesting that only librarians should decide whether the two books that I just referenced should be available to kids? Is that what you're saying? No. Okay. Tell me what you're saying. Well, first of all, there's this. Don't give me a speech. Tell me what you're asking me to do. With all due respect, Senator, the words you spoke are disturbing, especially coming out of your mouth is very disturbing. Stop. But what I would also tell. All right. So he goes in. He. The answer is to these books don't belong in a middle school, right? That's the answer. This guy goes into, uh, it's not up to, actually, let's hear the rest of his answer. We don't have the whole thing. Can you keep going with that? All right. No. Go ahead. We're not advocating for kids to read porn to Senator Booker's what point. What are you advocating for? We are advocating for. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Parents, random parents, not to have the ability under the guise of keeping kids safe to try and challenge the world view of every single manner on these issues. You're getting conceptual game. I'm not getting conceptual. I'm saying you are. Yes, you are. Because I want to know what you're recommending. Yeah. And the guy uh, engages in a bunch of gibberish. He's obfuscating on purpose. His name, by the way, is Alexi Giolunis. And he's from Illinois and the Illinois Secretary of State. Now, obviously, that is pornographic stuff, and it doesn't belong in a middle school. This guy says, well, we don't want random parents making that observation. Random parents like school boards? No, they don't. They hate school boards. Remember, they sick the FBI on them. To be continued on this issue, great job, Senator John Kennedy, Republican of Louisiana. I like him. By the way, he sounds, you know, kind of, he's got that southern accent. I think he's a Rhodes Scholar. He actually went to uh, Oxford and uh, he's totally brilliant, but that was just common sense. All right, back to the football fiasco. Um, what's his name? Aaron Rodgers off the field. Cut 21, please. Cut 21. Protection breaks down, and time runs out. Down goes Rodgers in the sack for Leonard Floyd. 
Roberts, and now Rodgers sits down. A loss of 10 on the play, and hopefully the Jets are thinking that's the only loss on that play. He had the, the calf issue in training camp. And he's coming out of the game. Yeah, and it looks like he's coming out of the season and probably the NFL. He ruptured his Achilles tendon. Now, Mike Dedino, our sports guy, uh, was incredibly enthusiastic about Aaron Rodgers just a few short weeks ago. I think we uh, this is August 22nd, a conversation he had with me right here on this show. This Aaron uh, Rodgers guy who we got from the Packers, he's now on the Jets, right? This is going to be one of the biggest crash and burn scenarios uh, ever. Worse than the Hindenburg. This guy. All right. So we heard all that. I played that earlier. Where's Mike Dedino saying he's the next great thing in football, we have another clip of that. Hey, uh, we could play, we could play, or we got Mike Dodino right here live. Okay, let's hear it. Let's put it in context, shall we? Mike, are you ready for this? How are you? Let's do it now. Uh, let's take. Let's get it over with. Yeah, All right, let's get let's it over it. with. Here's Mike. He's a four-time MVP, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, and I actually think I look in the mirror and I actually believe this. I think the Jets will win the Super Bowl this season. That's it. I tend. I remember. I remember you going on and on and on about how no, great no, no. this guy was. All right, I should be escorted out of here for saying that. Well, I saw this coming, Mike. I warn you about this. You guys, you sports guys, which I hey, I respect. You guys know so much more about this game, but sometimes you're beholden to uh, to management of the teams, and like they don't like you talking bad about or talking even realistically about uh, the team and their prospects. And I think somehow it kind of. I don't know. They kind of warp you guys a little bit. How do you feel this morning? Devastated. Just devastated. Like I lost somebody really close to me. Like you get kicked in the, uh, someone stomped on my heart, then picked it up and stomped on it again and then threw it in the garbage and then flushed it down the toilet. I've never had this feeling, quite frankly, in my entire life. Dude, wait a second. Now we have a much deeper problem. Why the hell do you feel any different today than yesterday? You're a professional. You're getting way too invested in these strangers, these multimillionaires who don't give a damn about you. Six months of waiting and anticipation for this guy to get hurt on the fourth play of the game. I speak for all Jet fans when when we all say we're de- we're devastated. This well, just I, devastated. I, I, I wish you went to the Super Bowl too. And maybe who knows a miracle with the Zach Wilson guy. No, it's she. No, no. All right. So look, that's where my that's where my lack of knowledge yes. comes in. It, yes, <laughs> but my common sense told me I was watching and looking at this goofball Aaron Rodgers and experimenting with mushrooms and I love you, bro. And nobody can be a full human being until they've taken psychedelics and all this crap and going into that isolation chamber and telling the world about how. How amazing psychedelics are and that goofy look in his eye the entire preseason while you're, you know, fantasizing about this, that and the other thing. I I was like, no, this guy does not have it. And I'm surprised you missed that, to be honest, because it's more than just stats. It's more than just, uh, you know, looking at the past. It's also in assessing the moment. And I seriously, I hope you like this. I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, well, anyway, what can I say? You totally, you totally admit you got it wrong, right? Yeah, well, I don't know if I, it's just, that's the part of the game sometimes when you talk about football. It's injuries are just going to happen and it was a freakish accident. And but the here's Jets the, are cursed and you, you should not feel bad for him 
He went to the Super Bowl. He already knows what it's like to win a Super Bowl. Do you know what it's like to win a Super Bowl? Do you know what it's like to get paid? How much money was he getting paid? $25, 30000000 million a year? He got, he took $45 a big, million a year. I think he was at 60 and he took a big pay cut. Wait a second. He was getting $60 million a year? I believe he was around 60 All right. This is ludicrous. This is totally ludicrous. This is, this is ludicrous. And you feel bad for him. You say you somebody ripped your heart out and threw it down the toilet. And then picked but, it back up and flushed it down the toilet again. All right. You know, you can't be... You can either be a super duper fan or you could be an analyst. You got to be a little bit cold when you're an analyst. And if you want to be the Joe Buck and you want to be like those guys, you know, in decades, the, the sky's the limit for you, man. I think you got to be a bit more removed and not that invested in it. You got to be, you know, I get it. You probably want to be like the barstool sports guy and you can be all emotional about it. But the barstool sports guy, it's worked for him. Not everybody can be the barstool sports guy. And I just, uh, Anyway, I'm patting myself on the back because I totally nailed it. And I granted, he if he didn't take the wrong step, he might be fine, and he might and have gone. And then the Jets it. could win the Super Bowl, and then your take would have. So it's, it's tough to tell. No, 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 it no, was no. A my take, my accident. take, freakish accident. My foot. This guy was. I, I also looked at him, and I'm like, he's fragile. He's fragile. You I can tell. No, you said fragile. I look like him. Does that mean I'm fragile looking? No, you're 25 years younger than him, or something like that, and you kind of look a little bit like him in the face. Mm. All right. Except you got this weird, not a mustache, not a beard, whatever the hell you're doing there. And you're wearing a white t-shirt to work. You know, a dirty white t-shirt, oh, oh by the way. dirty? Well, I mean, it's... It's a nice white t-shirt from Zara. From six years ago. No, this is a nice $50 t-shirt from Zara. You look like Lee Harvey Oswald. That's what Lee Harvey... Do you know who Lee Harvey Oswald nope. was? You don't, you don't know who Lee Harvey Oswald was. I'm kind of shut off, so this is where I think we have a little bit more than common than you think. So you kind of... Sh- just me analyzing. Hold here. on, wait, no, 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 time out. We got. There's nothing to analyze. If I can't have a Lee Harvey Oswald. Do you know who John Wilkes Booth was? Yes. Who? John Wilkes Booth was the guy that shot. Who? Lincoln. Very good. I didn't Har- come in here for social studies. Lee, Lee Harvey Oswald. Well, it's not social studies. It's basic knowledge, and we got to work on this. No, we do. Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, allegedly shot Kennedy. Okay. And you look a lot like him right now with Do that I? T-shirt on. Yes, well, this kidding. is a nice Zara T-shirt. It doesn't matter where it came from. And I'm for telling anybody you, listening, color... I have a nice mustache as well that I shaved this morning, and I'm glad you noticed it because nobody else noticed it here other than Matt Meany. Well, you shouldn't be bent out of shape about that. I, mean, I like when people notice my... Well, I mean, we are having a prolonged conversation. It's right here, you know what I mean? But people passing you in the hall... Hey, nice probably, mustache, man. Probably should That's not. I asked for. No, people are looking at their phone, looking at their fantasy football. All right. So, well, what do we do with this? That's it, I guess. Aaron Rodgers, what happens to him now? I mean, uh, he's gonna he's getting the MRI right now, right? Well, it's ruptured. It is ruptured. It is officially. Season is over. Oh, my God. That came out about an hour ago. Or wow. So. I feel... Liberated. Uh, no, I actually feel... A, I actually feel bad. You should feel bad, man. What about the Jeff? Calm down. Calm down. No, 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 no. It's not about that. It's not, stop. 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 You right. want to be a cheerleader for crying out loud? Sorry. You want to try out for the cheerleaders? Maybe you should go try out and be a cheerleader. I know they have, they have the jet. What do they call it? The jet. The girls. They're totally hot. But a lot of colleges have male cheerleaders. Maybe they should bring those to the pros, and you could join them. I could do that. You could do that. Grow up. Grow up and get into the books, some nonfiction, some stuff that has nothing to do with sports. Respectfully, respectfully. You got a lot of life to live, and there's more to life than football, and these guys don't care about you. 
And I think your priorities are a little bit out of whack. However, having said all that, I know you know your stuff and I know you're good at your job. And you're a lot of people are like you and they, they believe that they're on your side, not on my side. I know I'm coming off a little bit dickish right now. Well, you now. think it's bad to be a one-trick pony? What do you mean by that? As in, like, I'm pretty much... Because I do... I would like to expand my I know what a one-trick a pony bit. is. Yeah, Are so you saying you're the one-trick pony? I, I mean, yeah. I could, I could say I am. A little bit. I, I, I just, like, follow totally sports so intently, and, like, anything outside of that, I don't have a great grasp on. That's interesting. It's one thing. If, if you follow sports so intently, and you are the best person in the world at following sports so intently... That's one thing. That's one thing. I mean, that, that, that is one thing. You gotta ask yourself, am, is the, is that number one position worth sacrificing everything else? And can I be that number one position? Can I be the best in the world? You know, Steve Jobs, best in the world at the uh, computers, you know, I probably sucked at the uh, predicting football games, right? Exactly. And that's fine. But he was number one at that. Can you be the number one guy at this or something? Or not even number one, just can you be great at it? Can you be great at it? I think, I think you got to know more. Even it, it would help you be a great football analyst to know this other stuff. It would, and, and 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 I don't think you have to sacrifice the football passion to be more aware and better read and informed and 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 having a better perspective. But what the hell do I know? So what do I do? I read a book. I watch an education. I watch something on Netflix. How do, I, how do I get this? I don't know. There's a million useless ways. Information. To, useless information. Useless information. Hey, by the way, and, and people your age say this to me all the time. Well, I don't know about that. That was before I was born. Well, it was before I was born, too. I've never seen people take pride in not knowing things, and their excuse is, and I'm talking about not millennials. What do you call what do you call people? The Gen, the Gen Xers? Gen the Gen Ys. The Gen, Gen Zs. Gen, Gen Zs. Zs. The Gen Zs. They're so proud of what they don't know because, well, that happened before I was born. <laughs> I'm like, have you ever heard of the movie uh, Seven Days in May? What are you talking about? Yeah, it's a black and white. No, that was before I was born. <laughs> it was before I was born, too. My favorite books, some of them were written before I was born. So um, anyway, that's something that's unique in your generation the pride and also like there's such value placed on being young right now. Partly it's because of technology because it's perceived that you guys are better at technology than older people, which is actually true. No, uh, it's true in terms of, no, it's not actually who's got a better, who's got a better Twitter game. You or me, me, but I'm just not, I don't have a radio show. No, I don't have a radio a show. Second. I don't have the, no, extra, no, 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 I don't no. Have the First of all, you come on the radio all the time. Eh, not you, all the time. Let's, let's go, let's go, let's go to your Twitter. No, dude. Oh, yeah, I want to no, know. You just told me you have a, a great I Twitter had a game. Good Twitter game like a month ago. What is your, uh, what is your Twitter handle? Mike underscore Didino. Mike. I'm not really active on Twitter Mike. right now. Oh, now oh, you're going to shame me. But in you front just of said, you just said you're good at it without any evidence. You just said you're better than me because you're younger than me. That's what you said. Oh, I think That's I'm more, I Mike think I'm more social media savvy than you. You're wrong. You are so wrong. You are Teach so wrong. Own. I'm pushing I'm a, a million followers and it's not media. because of, it's, you're a savant. Let's see here. Mike Didino, you tweeted 22 hours ago. Week one, betting trends, 15 games, under 73%. Underdog, 60%. Now, I don't even know what that means. It's good intel. However, nobody, really nobody intel. liked your tweet, nobody retweeted no, well, your tweet, and nobody commented on your tweet. And here well, you are saying that you well, are you because, are better than me at social media. Because we Another, would have to go back. Kill his mic, for God's sake. <laughs> Another cleanup. Here you go again. No comments, no retweets. Let's see if anybody has ever retweeted. Okay, somebody retweeted you, one person. 
Well, I haven't uh, been on another. Don't give me that crap. You can go back you, a month. You have the I, social. Nine you have press, every nine, single thing you need to go viral, to go mega viral, to be. And you're saying, oh, it's just because. And you're saying you're better at this, which you're not. I am because you're young. Yeah, not right. because I'm young. Because no, no, you I, just said that. You just said not that. because I'm Mike, younger. You got a hell of a lot of growing up to do, but you are a good employee. And we'll leave it at that. Mike underscore Didino. Somebody comment. Somebody retweet this poor guy. (laughs) I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. Entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right. I understand uh, Mike Didino needs a grief counselor now. Not only for the situation last night, but the situation that just unfolded here a few moments ago. <laughs> oh, he's a great guy. And he knows his stuff, sports. I do think there, I, I stand by everything I said. I, I, he probably stands by everything he said, except the part that Aaron Rodgers would take the Jets to the Super Bowl. Uh, all right. I wish they were, but that's not going to happen. Uh, all right. Hey, Sandra, you were standing by yesterday. Sorry. How are you? What's up? Hi, Greg. I can't believe that book. Oh my God. Wow. But I wanted to tell you, yesterday I went to um, a lunch event at the National Women's Republican Club, and they honored um, V. Vake, and he did very well, as I expected. He's very, very, you know, confident, and he touched on all the topics that were, you know, touchy to people. But one thing he said that bothered me, and then I want to tell you the end part, which is important because it relates to you. He said during at the end they were saying, so will you consider maybe being VP or something else? And he said, absolutely not. He will not consider anything but being the president. And he said the only way what he could do will work is if he's the president. And then he said this, and this is the part that bothered me. He said, and I like him, believe me, but I'm just a little... Yeah, what did he say? He said he, said he, would, he would consider having Trump as his advisor. Uh, it should be the other way around. So no, that's no, 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 no. All right, number one, number one. Uh, that's what you're supposed to say when you're running for president. You never say, oh, I'd accept a vice presidential nomination. You never say that. All right? That, if he said that, that would have been an amateur move, and it could have been used against him. And number two, he did not say advisor. You know what he said about Donald Trump? He said, I would, I would have him, he would be my mentor. Totally different from advisor. I have heard him say mentor. Maybe he said advisor in that room, but I heard him say mentor before, and I'm pretty sure he probably said mentor, not advisor, which is a different, you know, someone with superior um, experience and ability and all that stuff. And you know what? One president to another. Now, look, I'm all for Trump, and I'd love to see Vivek as a as his vice president, um, but I think he was fine, and I think, you know, you just uh, – no, I think you misread it and misread misread his comments, Sandra. I don't think I did, but that's okay. Um, so then when well, I, well, I all right, Sandra, I got it all. You can't just tell me everything, right? I want to give you the uh, message uh, that he has for you. I, for me personally. Yes, I was in the lobby. I left a little early, and, and, and I was very pleasantly surprised that he was there. We shook hands, and I said, you know, thanks to Greg Kelly, I learned how to pronounce your name, Vivek. And he started to laugh, and then I said, you know, that I talk to you on the radio sometimes, yeah. and he asked me to tell you 
to text him because he has some very important things he wants to share with you. So I thought that was important for you to know. Seriously? He likes you so much. All right, that's oh, yeah. very cool. I don't have I don't have his phone number. <laughs> I don't have his phone number. <laughs> Did he give you the phone number? No, I didn't <laughs> ask either. I mean, no, 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 no. But he did. But All right. Well, I'm happy to. Well, uh, well uh, um, uh, that's interesting. Well, anyway, hey, it's Vivek, not Vivek. All right, Vivek. I, I said Vivek. V- Vivek. 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 Oh, Vivek. Oh, Vivek. Okay. Vivek. Vivek. All right. So Greg said to say Vivek. <laughs> hey, Sandra, that's a great story. Many thanks for calling again. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm glad you went. And I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right. People are very disturbed about all the pornography that... Uh, They've heard on the radio from Senator John Kerry, uh, John Kennedy, great guy, Kerry, a bad guy. Uh, keep in mind, he's reading from books that the left, including Joe Biden, be- think belong in middle schools, middle schools, that they should be reading this kind of pornography. You can print this kind of pornography and you can access it when you are an adult. That's not a radical idea. That's not a MAGA extremist idea. That's a sensible American common sense position, right? But everything's gone off the rails, right? All right, so John Kennedy, uh, what were you saying? Go ahead. Close quote. All boys aren't blue. The second is a, a another much-discussed book. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's called Gender Queer. Okay? Let me read an excerpt from that. Quote. I got a new strap-on harness today. I can't wait to put it on you. It will fit my favorite dildo perfectly. You're going to look so hot. I can't wait to have your in my mouth. I'm going to give you the blowjob of your life. Then I want you inside of me. End quote. Now. Mr. Secretary, what are you asking us to do? Are you suggesting that only librarians should decide whether the two books that I just referenced should be available to kids? Is that what you're saying? No. Okay. Tell me what you're saying. Well, uh First of all, th- there's this. Don't give me a speech. Tell me what you're asking will, me to do. With all due respect, Senator, and, uh, the words you spoke are disturbing, especially coming out of your mouth is very disturbing. Stop. But I, what I would Stop. also tell. All right. So he goes in. He, the, the answer is to these books don't belong in a middle school, right? That's the answer. This guy goes into, uh, it's not up to, actually, let's hear the rest of his answer. We don't have the whole thing. Can you keep going with that? All right. You, no. Go ahead. At, we're not advocating for kids to read porn to Senator Booker's what point. What are you advocating for? We are advocating for parents, random parents, not to have the ability under the guise of keeping kids safe to try and challenge the world view of every single manner on these issues. You're getting conceptual game. What I'm not getting conceptual. Well, I'm yes, saying you that- are. Yes, you are. Because you, you, I want to know what you're recommending. Yeah. And the guy uh, engages in a bunch of gibberish. He's obfuscating on purpose. 
His name, by the way, is Alexei Giolunis, and he's from Illinois in the Illinois Secretary of State. Now, obviously, that is pornographic stuff, and it doesn't belong in a middle school. This guy says, well, we don't want random parents making that observation. Random parents like school boards? No, they don't. They hate school boards. Remember, they sick the FBI on them. To be continued on this issue, great job, Senator John Kennedy, Republican of Louisiana. I like him. By the way, he sounds, you know, kind of, he's got that southern accent. I think he's a Rhodes Scholar. He actually went to uh, Oxford and uh, he's totally brilliant, but that was just common sense. All right, back to the football fiasco. Um, what's his name? Aaron Rodgers off the field. Cut 21, please. Cut 21. Protection breaks down and time runs out. Down goes Rodgers in the sack for Leonard Floyd. So now Rodgers sits down. A loss of 10 on the play, and hopefully the Jets are thinking that's the only loss on that play. He had the, the calf issue in training camp. He's coming out of the game. Yeah, and it looks like he's coming out of the season and probably the NFL. He ruptured his Achilles tendon. Now, Mike Dedino, our sports guy, uh, was incredibly enthusiastic about Aaron Rodgers just a few short weeks ago. I think we this is August 22nd, a conversation he had with me right here on this show. This Aaron uh, Rodgers guy who we got from the Packers, he's now on the Jets, right? This is going to be one of the biggest crash and burn scenarios uh, ever. Worse than the Hindenburg. This guy. All right. So we heard all that. I played that earlier. Where's Mike Dodino saying he's the next great thing in football? We have another clip of that. Hey, uh, we could play. We could play. Or we got Mike Dodino right here live. Okay, let's hear it. Let's put it in context. Shall we? Mike, are you ready for this? How are you? Let's do it now. Uh, let's take. Let's get it over with. Yeah, all right. Let's get it over it. with. Here's Mike. He's a four-time MVP, he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, and I actually think, I look in the mirror and I actually believe this, I think the Jets will win the Super Bowl this season. That's it? I tend, I, rem- I remember you going on and on and on about how no, great this on. guy was. All right. I should be escorted out of here for saying that. Well, I saw this coming. Mike, I warn you about this. You guys, you sports guys, which I, I, I respect, you guys know so much more about this game, but sometimes you're beholden to... Uh, to management of the teams and like they don't like you talking bad about or talking even realistically about uh the team and their prospects and i think somehow it kind of i don't know they kind of warp you guys a little bit how do you feel this morning devastated just devastated like i lost somebody really close to me like you get kicked in the uh someone stomped on my heart then picked it up and stomped on it again and then threw it in the garbage and then Flushed it down the toilet. I've never had this feeling, quite frankly, in my entire life. Dude, wait a second. Now, we have a much deeper problem. Why the hell do you feel any different today than yesterday? You're a professional. You're getting way too invested in these strangers, these multimillionaires who don't give a damn about you. Six months of waiting and anticipation for this guy to get hurt on the fourth play of the game I speak for all Jet fans when when we all say we're de- we're devastated. This well, I, devastated. I, I I wish you went to the Super Bowl too, and maybe who knows a miracle with the Zach Wilson guy. No, it's see no no. All right, so look, that's where my that's where my lack of knowledge yes. comes in. Yes, <laughs> but my common sense told me 
I was watching and looking at this goofball Aaron Rodgers and experimenting with mushrooms and I love you, bro, and nobody can be a full human being until they've taken psychedelics and all this crap and going into that isolation chamber and telling the world about how how amazing psychedelics are and that goofy look in his eye the entire preseason while you're, you know, fantasizing about this, that, and the other thing. I, I was like, no, this guy does not have it. And... I'm surprised you missed that, to be honest, because it's more than just stats. It's more than just, uh, you know, looking at the past. It's also in assessing the moment. And, uh, I seriously, I hope you like, cause I don't know. I, I feel like, uh, well, anyway, what can I say? You totally, you totally admit you got it wrong, right? Yeah, well, I don't know if I, it's just, that's the part of the game sometimes when you talk about football. It's injuries are just going to happen and it was a freakish accident. And but the here's Jets the, are cursed and- you, you should not feel bad for him. He went to the Super Bowl. He already knows what it's like to win a Super Bowl. Do you know what it's like to win a Super Bowl? Do you know what it's like to get paid? How much money was he getting paid? 25, 30 More, million 45. a year? 45. He got, he took 45 a million a year. I think he was at 60 and he took a big pay cut. Wait a second. He was getting 60 million I a year? I believe he was around 60. All right. This is ludicrous. This is totally ludicrous. This is, this is ludicrous and you feel bad for him. You say you, somebody ripped your heart out and threw it down the toilet. And then picked it back up and flushed it down the toilet again. All right. You know, you can't be, you can either be a super duper fan or you could be an analyst. You got to be a little bit cold when you're an analyst. And if you want to be the Joe Buck and you want to be like those guys, you know, in decades, the, the sky's the limit for you, man. I think you got to be a bit more removed and not that invested in it. You got to be, you know, I get it. You probably want to be like the barstool sports guy and you can be all emotional about it. But the barstool sports guy, it's worked for him. Not everybody can be the barstool sports guy. And I just, uh, Anyway, I'm patting myself on the back because I totally nailed it. And I granted, he if he didn't take the wrong step, he might be fine, and he might and have gone. And then the Jets it. could win the Super Bowl, and then your take would. So it's it's tough to tell. No, 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 it no, no. My take, my accident, take, freakish accident. My foot. This guy was. I, I also looked at him, and I'm like, he's fragile. He's fragile. You I can tell. No, you said fragile. I look like him. Does that mean I'm fragile looking? No, you're 25 years younger than him, or something like that, and you kind of look a little bit like him in the face. Mm. All right. Except you got this weird, not a mustache, not a beard, whatever the hell you're doing there. And you're wearing a white t-shirt to work. You know, a dirty white t-shirt, oh, oh by the way. dirty? Well, I mean, it's... This is a nice white t-shirt from Zara. From six years ago. No, this is a nice $50 t-shirt from Zara. You look like Lee Harvey Oswald. That's what Lee Harvey... Do you know who Lee Harvey Oswald nope. was? You don't, you don't know who Lee Harvey Oswald was? I'm kind of shut off, so this is where I think we have a little bit more than common than you think. So you kind of... Sh- just me analyzing. Hold here. on, wait, no, 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 time out. We got. There's nothing to analyze. If I can't have a Lee Harvey Oswald. Do you know who John Wilkes Booth was? Yes. Who? John Wilkes Booth was the guy that shot. Who? Lincoln. Very good. I didn't Har- come in here for social studies. Lee, Lee Harvey Oswald. Well, it's not social studies. It's basic knowledge, and basic. we got to work on this. No, we do. Lee Harvey Oswald. Um, allegedly shot Kennedy. Okay. And you look a lot like him right now with do that I? t-shirt on. Yes, well, this kidding. is a nice Zara t-shirt. It doesn't matter where it came from. And I'm for telling anybody you, listening, collar- I have a nice mustache as well that I shaved this morning, and I'm glad you noticed it because nobody else noticed it here other than Matt Meany. Well, you shouldn't be bent out of shape about that. I, mean, I like when people notice my... Well, I mean, we are having a prolonged conversation. It's right here, you know what I mean? But people passing you in the hall... Hey, nice probably, mustache, man. Probably should not. I asked for. No, people are looking at their phone, looking at their fantasy football. 
All right. So, well, what do we do with this? That's it, I guess. Aaron Rodgers. What happens to him now? I mean, uh, he's gonna he's getting the MRI right now, right? Well, it's ruptured. It is ruptured. It is officially season is over. Oh my God! That came out about an hour ago. Or wow, so. I feel liberated. Uh, no, I actually feel I actually feel bad. You should feel bad, man. What about the Jeff? Calm down. Calm down. No, 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 no. It's not about that. It's not, stop. 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 You, know, right. you want to be a cheerleader for crying out loud? Sorry. You want to try out for the cheerleaders? Maybe you should go try out and be a cheerleader. I know they have they have the jet. What do they call it? The jet. The girls. They're totally hot. But a lot of colleges have male cheerleaders. Maybe they should bring those to the pros, and you could join them. I could do that. You could do that. Grow up. Grow up and get into the books. Some nonfiction. Some stuff that has nothing to do with sports. Respectfully. Respectfully. you got a lot of life to live, and there's more to life than football. And these guys don't care about you. And I think your priorities are a little bit out of whack. However, having said all that, I know you know your stuff, and I know you're good at your job. And you're a lot of people are like you, and they they believe that they're on your side, not on my side. I know I'm coming off a little bit dickish right now. Well, you now. think it's bad to be a one trick pony? What do you mean by that? As in, like I'm pretty much because I do. I, I like to expand my. I know what a one trick pony bit. is. Yeah, are so, you saying you're the one trick pony? I, I mean, yeah, I could I could say I am a little bit. I I, I just like follow sports wants- so intently, and like anything outside of that, I don't have a great grasp on. That's interesting. It's one thing if if you follow sports so intently and you are the best person in the world at following sports so intently, that's one thing. It's one thing. I mean that 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 is one thing. You got to ask yourself: am, is the is that number one position worth sacrificing everything else? And can I be that number one position? Can I be the best in the world? You know, Steve Jobs, best in the world at the uh, computers. You know, I probably sucked at the uh, predicting football games. Right? Exactly. That's fine. But he was number one at that. Can you be the number one guy at this or something or not even number one? Just can you be great at it? Can you be great at it? I think I think you got to know more. Even it, it would help you be a great football analyst to know this other stuff. It would. And, 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 and I don't think you have to sacrifice the football passion to be more aware and better read and informed and, and, and having a better perspective. What the hell do I know? So what do I do? I read a book. I watch an education. I watch something on Netflix. How do I? How do I get this? I don't know. There's a million ways. Information. To, useless information. Useless information. Hey, by the way, and, and people your age say this to me all the time. Well, I don't know about that. That was before I was born. Well, it was before I was born too. I've never seen people take pride in not knowing things, and their excuse is, and I'm talking about not millennials. What do you call? What do you call people? The Gen, the Gen Xers? Gen the Gen Ys? The Gen, Gen Zs? Gen, Gen Zs. Zs? The Gen Zs. They're so proud of what they don't know because, well, that happened before I was born. <laughs> I'm like, have you ever heard of the movie uh, Seven Days in May? What are you talking about? Yeah, it's a black and white. No, that was before I was born. <laughs> it was before I was born, too. My favorite books, some of them were written before I was born. So um, anyway, that's something that's unique in your generation the pride and also like there's such value placed on being young right now. Partly it's because of technology because it's perceived that you guys are better at technology than older people, which is actually true. No, uh, it's true in terms of, no, it's not actually who's got a better, who's got a better Twitter game. You or me, me, but I'm just not, I don't have a radio show. 
No. I don't have a radio Hold on a show. Second. I don't have the uh, No, 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 no. no, no. First of all, you come on the radio all the time. Eh, not you, all the time. Let's let's go let's go let's go to your Twitter. No, dude. Oh, yeah, I want to know. You just told me you have a, a great I Twitter game. I had a good Twitter game like a month ago. What is your uh what is your Twitter handle? Mike underscore Didino. Mike. I'm not really active on Twitter Mike. right now. Oh, now oh, you got to shame me in front of said, people. But you just said you just said you're good at it without I'm any a... evidence. You just said you're better than me because you're younger than me. That's what you said. Oh, I think That's I'm more. I Mike think I'm more Didino. social media savvy than you. You're wrong. You are so wrong. You are Teach so wrong. Own. I'm pushing I'm a, a million followers, and it's not media. because of it's. You're a savant. Let's see here, Mike Didino. You tweeted 22 hours ago. Week one, betting trends, 15 games, under 73%. Underdog, 60%. Now, I don't even know what that means. It's good intel. However, nobody, really nobody intel. liked your tweet, nobody retweeted no, well, your tweet, and nobody commented on your tweet. And here well, you are saying that you well, are you because, are better than me at social media. Because we Enough, would have to go back. Kill his mic, for God's sake. <laughs> Another cleanup. Here you go again. No comments, no retweets. Let's see if anybody has ever retweeted. Okay, Somebody retweeted you. One person. Well, I haven't uh, been on another. D- don't give me that crap. You can go back you, a month. You have the I social. You have press, every nine, single thing you need to go viral, to go mega viral, to be. And you're saying, oh, it's just because. And you're saying you're better at this, which you're not. I am because you're young. Yeah, not right. because I'm young. No, because no, you I, just said that. You just said not that. because I'm Mike, younger. You got a hell of a lot of growing up to do, but you are a good employee. And we'll leave it at that. Mike underscore Didino. Somebody comment. Somebody retweet this poor guy. (laughs) I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. Entertaining and informative. On the Red Apple Podcast Network. All right. I understand uh, Mike Didino needs a grief counselor now. Not only for the situation last night, but the situation that just unfolded here a few moments ago. <laughs> oh, he's a great guy. And he knows his stuff, sports. I do think there, I, I stand by everything I said. I, I, he probably stands by everything he said, except the part that Aaron Rodgers would take the Jets to the Super Bowl. Uh, all right. I wish they were, but that's not going to happen. Uh, all right. Hey, Sandra, you were standing by yesterday. Sorry. How are you? What's up? Hi, Greg. I can't believe that book. Oh my God. Wow. But I wanted to tell you, yesterday I went to um, a lunch event at the National Women's Republican Club, and they honored um, V. Vake, and he did very well, as I expected. He's very, very, you know, confident, and he touched on all the topics that were, you know, touchy to people. But one thing he said that bothered me, and then I want to tell you the end part, which is important because it relates to you. He said during at the end they were saying, so – Will you consider maybe being VP or something else? And he said, absolutely not. He will not consider anything but being the president. And he said the only way what he could do will work is if he's the president. And then he said this, and this is the part that bothered me. He said, and I like him, believe me, but I'm just a little... Yeah, what did he say? He said he, said he, would, he would consider having Trump as his advisor. Uh, should be the other way around. So no, that's no, 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 no. All right, number one, number one. Uh, that's what you're supposed to say when you're running for president. You never say, "Oh, I'd accept a vice presidential nomination." You never say that. All right. If he said that, that would have been an amateur move, and it could have been used against him. And number two, he did not say advisor. You know what he said about Donald Trump? He said, "I would, I would have him. He would be my mentor." Totally different from advisor. I've heard him say mentor. Maybe he said advisor in that room, 
but I heard him say mentor before, and I'm pretty sure he probably said mentor, not advisor, which is a different, you know, someone with superior um, experience and ability and all that stuff. And you know what? One president to another. Now, look, I'm all for Trump, and I'd love to see Vivek as a as his vice president. Um, but I think he was fine, and I think, you know, you just uh, – no, I think you misread it and misread misread his comments, Sandra. I don't think I did, but that's okay. Um, so then when well, I, I all right, Sandra, I got it all. You can't just tell me everything, right? I want to give you the uh, message uh, that he has for you. I, for me personally. Yes, I was in the lobby. I left a little early, and, and, and I was very pleasantly surprised that he was there. We shook hands, and I said, you know, thanks to Greg Kelly, I learned how to pronounce your name, Vivek. And he started to laugh, and then I said, you know, that I talk to you on the radio sometimes, yeah. and he asked me to tell you to text him because he has some very important things he wants to share with you. So I thought that was important for you to know. Seriously? He likes you so much. All right, that's oh, yeah. very cool. I don't have I don't have his phone number. <laughs> I don't have his phone number. <laughs> Did he give you the phone number? No, I didn't <laughs> ask either. I mean, no, 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 no. But he did. But All right. Well, I'm happy to. Well, uh, well uh, um, um, that's interesting. Well, anyway, hey, it's Vivek, not Vivek. All right, Vivek. I, I said Vivek. V- Vivek. 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 Oh, Vivek. Oh, Vivek. Okay. Vivek. Vivek. So Greg said to say Vivek. (laughs) Hey, Sandra, that's a great story. Many thanks for calling again. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm glad you went, and I'll be right back. Greg Kelly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well... You know and I know how screwed over so many people have been over January 6th, right? Too many people arrested, too many people charged, too many people overcharged, too many people convicted, now too many people uh, sentenced to ludicrously long sentences. You know, there are people who didn't hurt anybody, who didn't break anything. The whole damn thing, the doors left open, Ashley Babbitt being shot, there's so much rotten about January 6th, we've been lied to. Some of the most critical questions about January 6th haven't been answered. They actually haven't even been asked in an official setting. It's absolutely outrageous. Uh, it's, it's a civil rights issue. And now in, Amer- in America now, we have political prisoners. We have politi- I, I don't think anybody out there has done more in highlighting the injustice than Cara Castronova. Uh, she's an investigative journalist. Uh, she's also a Golden Gloves boxing champ, and she happens to be quite an activist and a pursuer of justice. Cara Castronova, welcome back. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Greg? Thank you so much for having me on. Of course, of course. So, listen, bring us up to speed. Uh, what can we do? What should we do? What are you doing? And tell us a little bit about Enrique Tarrio. Uh, again, <laughs> he's a proud boy, but he's not a white supremacist. That's lie number one. And uh, just sentenced, I think, to 22 years. Didn't hurt anybody, didn't break anything. What's going on here? He also wasn't there on January 6th. He wasn't even in, in Washington, D.C. Yeah, he was like in Baltimore, um, right? Right. So, you know, obviously the sentence is ludicrous. And after his sentencing, he, you know, told us that he didn't want to talk about this before his sentencing. But now he's coming out to say that the Department of Justice had tried to coerce him into lying about President Trump in order to indict Trump. And they told him basically, you know, if you cooperate and you sign off on this bullet pointed list, which basically said he had 
connected to allegedly connected to President Trump through three levels of connections, and they were connecting about January 6th that uh, he would get an easy, you know, an easy sentence or they would drop some charges or whatever the cooperation deal was. So, you know, there were two FBI agents in the room and two Department of Justice officials who literally tried to get him to lie about President Trump. So what we're trying to really do right now is to get Congress to interview him uh, about a lot of the stuff he knows that he says he wants to tell Congress and the Weaponization Committee about stuff that he discovered through his trial that has, you know, gag orders on it. He's really not allowed to even talk about with reporters. So that's one of the things that we're fighting for, to get Jim Jordan possibly to open up a, a committee hearing on this or to even in, interview him and ask him what he knows, because there's just so much stuff that we don't know about January 6th. And I think that would be really enlightening if they would actually do a hearing and interview some of these people. Wow. Hey, you know, what's the deal, though? I, I sense that a lot of folks on Capitol Hill, Republicans, you know, Republicans, even Republicans who are MAGA, they're, they've been scared off of January 6th, a lot of them. They, 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 the, the media hype and distortion and lies have somehow, that's like the prevailing narrative. You know what I mean? And they're, they, they don't want to touch it because they, you know, they don't want anybody saying, oh, you're, you're an insurrectionist or you're right. I mean, to give me an idea. I know the Democrats have been horrible in exploiting this and I know the big rhinos like Liz Cheney. What about other Republicans? How have they been on this issue and supporting these guys? There's some people in the Freedom Caucus that are responsive and, you know, they're the best out there, I think, right now. But, you know, the, the majority of Republicans are embarrassed and they, you know, they, they watch fake news just like everybody else. And they're told a fake narrative. If only the January 6th trials of some of these guys were actually on TV or reported on accurately, America would be outraged because they're liter- they were literally witch trials in the kangaroo court, uh, especially the Proud Boys. I even had some reporters from leftist organizations that were there actually tell me off the record that they believe the Proud Boys are innocent. They can't believe the injustice, but they can't report on it in their, with their organization. Like they've said that, like from major organizations. So these trials have been very unfair. And you're right when you say that, or, you know, what the question was, well, the Republicans, they're very, I feel like they're embarrassed. They don't even know the full truth themselves because they haven't looked into it. So I'm hopefully trying to get some of them to actually look into it. And it wouldn't take much looking into for them to understand that the majority of the people that were found guilty of seditious conspiracy and obstruction of, of official proceeding are, 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 in fact, innocent. And they just needed to get these convictions so that there's a precedent when they go after Trump. That is the, that, that's the whole point of this. They don't care about these guys. The only point is to get Trump in jail, to get him indicted, to keep him from running from office again. And they've set so many precedents through these trials uh, it, that they're going to, like, it's going to be easier for them when Trump actually goes to trial because of the trial of the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and multiple others. Oh, my gosh. All right. You know, would this help at all? A, you know, we had the January 6 hearings and their silly January 6 report, which I read. It's totally biased, full of mistakes and lies. Should, should there be, could there be another round of January 6 hearings like <laughs> that tells the truth that that's that, what I want? Yes. Yeah. Debunks that debunks I mean, the January 6 report because that thing is totally debunkable. I mean, it, it is totally. Uh, flawed. Go ahead. It would be so easy for them to do it. That's the thing. They wouldn't even have to dig hard. There's so much information out there. So it would be very easy for them to expose the former January 6th committee. So that's what, I, like I said, we're going to go down to D.C. and try to talk, talk to some representatives about doing. And I would encourage anyone listening to please call Jim Jordan, the Freedom Caucus, and ask members of Congress to open a 
you know, a hearing into January 6th trials and the former January 6th unselect committee because they are so debunkable it's not to be believed like it would be very very easy and you know we're coming up on an election in 2024 what better time to show just how much the democrats lied to the american public and wasted taxpayer dollars and even destroyed some of the evidence from what i understand even though they weren't supposed to they destroyed a lot of the depositions they destroyed uh, some documents that they were told not to destroy which is absolutely makes no sense so we really have to keep fighting for that. And I think that there's a chance if everybody tells Congress and calls their local, I'm sorry, their national representative and says that we the people want an investigation into the former January 6th committee. You know, the January 6th committee in January 6th, and Ashley Babbitt's name goes unmentioned, totally unmentioned. Yeah. I think she appeared in the January, I think they're like half a line, and they totally gloss over that she was unarmed, that Michael Byrd killed her, um, killed an unarmed woman. He And he doesn't even maintain that, well, I thought she had a gun. I thought she had a knife. He says, uh, I, well, she posed a threat. How? How? With her all 120 pounds of her? And that people defend him and defend that decision. And, you know, what do they say? She effed around and found out. It's so disgusting. Um, there must be justice for her. Thank God, you know, you got... Donald Trump, who was not afraid to talk about January 6th, who knows the truth. And, well, hell, he's been implicated himself falsely. You know what I mean? They're going after him over January 6th. All right. So you said call Jim Jordan. Uh, Jordan. Uh, call Jim Jordan or write him a letter or go to his website or call him up on the phone and tell him what right. you want. You know, we want January 6th answers. But I do sense that there is um, there's a lot of reluctance. Um how is Enrique Tarrio doing now? And this is also, I mean, my God, he's Afro-Cuban, and they say he's a white supremacist. And then you got right. these crazy intellectuals on MSNBC. Well, that doesn't matter. You can still be, shut up. It does matter. It's key. And there are all kinds right. of pe- non-white people in that group. So how is he doing, and what's next for him? Where is he? He's in D.C. jail. He's waiting to get moved. They're really mess- you know, messing with him every day. He thinks he's going to get moved, and he doesn't. Um, but, you know, he's said to me that he's, really praying a lot. He, the Bible's helped him through. Last night I sent him, um, let's see, I told him uh, Paul was a prisoner, a political prisoner, and he wrote from prison, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And he said he's going to use it as his lullaby to get him to sleep at night and say it over and over in his head. So he's become very close to God. I guess that's the one thing that came out of this, but he's maintained his innocence. Um, he's suffering tremendously, just like everybody else down there. I mean, looking at 22 years in prison is a crazy thing. But the good news is there's a lot of people fighting for him. Uh, Patrick Byrne, the founder of Overstock.com, pledged $100,000 if uh, the American public will donate to his gifts and go and get it to 100000 So right now it's at about 75000 So people could go to TarioFamilyFund.org and donate. And once we reach only $25,000 away from 100000 Patrick Byrne will match it with a, another 100000 for his appeal, which is so important, and also just to get this information out that Enrique has about how he said that, you know, the FBI and the Department of Justice tried to armbar him literally into di- lying about mm-hmm. President Trump. This information has to come out. What they did was illegal, and they should lose their jobs. They should be questioned, and they should be subpoenaed and, and asked about this cooperation deal that they tried to give to Enrique Tario. Tario, Tario, TarioFamilyFund.org, right? TarioFamilyFund.org? Exactly. TarioFamilyFund.org. And Tario and is T-A-R-R-I-O? I-O, yes. All right. And we can find you on Twitter? 
Find me on Twitter, and in the third tweet down, I have the whole article about the uh, matching funds, and you can click there. You can just donate. And like I said, we're so close. We raised it in the past couple days. We just want to get that match to get him a really great appeals lawyer and get this information out there. All right, Kara, let me find out a little bit more about you. Uh, you are a boxing champ, and I've seen you around. I mean, forgive me, but you happen to be beautiful. <laughs> uh, you know, you're very active politically. Um where were you born, first of all? I was born on Long Island. And but my parents, my mother is Filipino-Chinese, and my dad is Italian-American. Where would you go to high school? I went to Sawanica High School in, on Long Island. Sawanica High School, was, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Telly yeah. Savalas went there. Let me ask you this. Yeah. What would you do after high school? I went to Hofstra University, and I studied journalism. And I and I started boxing. I was more boxing was more uh, you know educational for me I think than than going to college. Believe it or not, because it just taught me how to fight really hard, and it taught me how to, you know, I guess, uh, look at opponents and kind of figure them out from afar hmm. and prepare. So, so you're, would you call yourself a political activist? I said that a moment ago. Do you do, do you uh, is that a fair? Are you an activist? I, I do consider myself an activist, especially when it comes to stuff like, you know, the rights of the accused and the January 6th stuff. And I started uh, really becoming an activist during the lockdowns when I was completely mortified by the lockdowns. And, you know, at the time I was working and training a lot of people that depended on me at boxing gyms. They closed all the gyms down. And I was just so astounded by the lockdowns that I started doing rallies and really pushing, pushing, pushing uh, in New York and going to Cuomo's, you know, mansion up at when he was governor and just fighting. And then I fell into sort of the January 6th stuff when I found out there were all these political prisoners. But, yes, I do consider myself an activist. And, were you, were you, know, you there on January 6th? I was there on January 6th. And, um, you know, one of the things that was the most eye-opening for me was the FBI came to my house twice and questioned me about January 6th when I was far away from the building, taking pictures. Uh, they were doing that to a lot of people at the time, a lot of people. And I was like, this is completely lawless. I have to do something about this. I think the message was to me, shut up, stop talking about this stuff because I was, you know, speaking out very much so wow. about the political prisoners. And they came, and I just said, no, I'm going to double down. I'm going to triple down. Let me ask you this. When they came to visit you twice, and again, Kara, you did not go in the Capitol. You didn't, uh, you weren't, so you were far away. How far away were you from the Capitol building? Very far, but not far enough. I mean, the, the entire crowd that was there that they could attest to, everybody, even on the sidewalk, just viewing and taking pictures, were breathing in tear gas. Oh. Uh, or whatever they were spraying in the air. So but did I the FBI? I was taking pictures. Did the FBI try to intimidate you? How did that visit go down? What? What did I mean? Should just them showing up could be intimidating, but what did they? You know, how did they treat you? They they were nice enough. And the first time they came, um, I was actually in Florida. My aunt put me on the phone with them because she opened the door. Thank God, because you know I don't know how I would have reacted. I would suggest to anybody that the FBI comes. You don't have to tell them. Obviously, you could get a lawyer, which I you know that's that's the, the American law. But um, you know they they basically try to be really nice to you and say that oh we're friends. You know we just you know could we just want to get some information. I think at the time they were just hoping to intimidate people and and maybe people they were trying to get people to turn over their phones like offer up their phones. Uh, that's just my assessment. Like they wanted to get pictures to look at who they could arrest further. But they told me that somebody had reported me. Uh, to them, which w is crazy because the one thing about January 6th is a lot of family members and a lot of friends of people, those were who were giving the most tips. So they were getting, I think they got, they said they got a million tips and I guess somebody gave them a tip that I was at the Capitol and they told me that it was somebody that said they quote unquote knew me or 
or, or knew me from Facebook or whatever. But, um, you know, so they came and they just said they wanted to ask me where I was that day. Where did I stay? Who was I with? And I figured out, like, you know, and I told them, I said to them, listen, you guys don't have the best reputation. I would rather have a lawyer here present with me when I, if I speak to you, if I do an interview. And they said, well, why would you need a lawyer if you did nothing wrong? I remember they, they said that. That stuck in that oh, ahead. Oh, what a, what, a, what, a, yeah. what, a, what a shifty little thing to say. What a shifty little right. thing to say. The moment you say so you want a lawyer, like, yeah. So then what happened? Then they, you know, I said, well, I, I do want a lawyer. No offense. You guys have, don't have the best reputation right now. And I'd rather have a lawyer present. And they sort of laid, out, laid off after that because I said, if I come in and if we talk or if we meet for an interview, I would like to have a lawyer present. You know, and I make sure I take all my calls when, with stuff like this so I have it on record. And that's what I said to them. And, um, you know, they said, well, all right, we're just going to write this report, which you told us. All right. And, you know, we may contact you again. We may not. And I haven't heard from them. Thank God. Since then, which was almost two years ago, I believe now. Well, this is a, I mean, look, I mean. And with respect to the FBI, I guess they have their orders, but yeah, they don't have the best reputation. It's really kind of strange to me. I grew up in a country where the FBI was revered, and then you find out that right. they're completely political. Uh, they basically launched a soft coup against President Trump. Um, I think that they lied, cheated, and stole to keep him out of office. When that failed, they went into overdrive to... Uh, to get him out of office, and it's uh, it's crazy, and they brought this on themselves. Yes, there are some good agents out there, but the uh, the organization is uh, is rotten. It's rotten. I'm sorry. Well, right. Kara Castronova, I appreciate it very much. It's kind of a man. What's that little chiming in the background? You got a little baby in a crib. What what are we listening no, to? No, no, it's wind chimes. I'm outside. It's beautiful outside. I was just exercising, jogging, oh. and uh, all right, sounded like the ice so cream man. I thought it might be the ice yeah, cream yeah. man. All right, Kara Castronova, go to Tario. Fund TarioFamilyFund.org. Tario And listen, I would not. I mean, he's not a white supremacist. The Proud Boys have been lied about. All right, he didn't break anything. He didn't hurt anybody. Um, and I don't like being lied to. And I I prove every day how the fake news lies. And we have not been told the truth about January sixth. And fundamental questions haven't been answered. They haven't even been asked. And um, we've all been lied to. And I know, oh, wow, the Proud Boys, I heard about those guys. You know what? You've heard bad information, wrong information. And I am, quite frankly, proud um, to stand up for Enrique Tarrio, who is, is a political prisoner. Tarrio, give me that one more time. TarrioFamilyFund.org. All right. And Kara Kashanova, you're amazing. Keep it up, and uh, we'll be right back. Thank you. Greg Kelly, entertaining and informative on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Hey, the Apple just unveiled a new iPhone, the Apple uh, 15. I got an Apple 14. Do I have to get a new phone? Probably not. Uh, What does it do better? Probably has a better camera and is like a millisecond faster, right? I am not impressed. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I'll look... uh, but it just came out, and it will be available in stores in a little bit. All right, let's go through some calls really quick. Larry in Brooklyn, yes. Hey, Isaac. Yeah, I want to talk about the, that uh, porn that uh, that the Senator Kennedy was uh, was reading from. First of all, Greg, uh, you, you didn't say it was gay porn. You just characterized it as porn. So don't let them win you over into this moral equivalence crap. It was gay porn. And um, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait I mean, wait, wait, wait. Well, I, I can't tell what side you're on. I can't tell what you're saying. Do you believe that the book 
I would say this, dude. If it was straight porn as well, it would have been highly, highly inappropriate and shouldn't be in the school. So it doesn't matter, quite frankly, whether it was gay porn or straight porn. It was porn, and it doesn't belong in middle school. Do you agree with that? Yes, but that's not the end of the argument. That's why you have to call it what it is. And the reason is is because the motive, I was going to say what the motive is. The motive is because a large portion of gay people are not born that way. They experience either molestation or they experiment. Listen, they I don't know. I, Larry, I, I honestly don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, I do think that they're baiting people into trying to say that they're against gay porn. And then it's like, oh, you're homophobic or something like that. Uh, pornography, period. Larry, I'm sorry. I'm so short on time. I can't uh, stay on the phone. Um, uh, interesting. Barbara, it's you. Hello. <laughs> it, it is I. I'm so glad that you played Senator Kennedy reading those excerpts from the book, because as hard as it is to hear, oh, my gosh, people have no idea that and worse is out there in the libraries for their children. And it's being pushed by the American Library Association, you know, whose president, part of her queerness, she says, is to disrupt the uh, normal families. She wants to subvert normal families. So parents are up against it with protecting their children in so many ways. And what you just said about wondering about your daughters and how to protect them is so important because I learned this from raising two children. Your children have to come first. Um, my friend Chris Ann Hall said, there is no lack of resources in our country and in our families today to take proper care of our children, but there is a lack of priorities. People don't set the priorities that they should because they don't realize what is out there. They're sending their children to government schools, and then we're surprised that they come back, that the children come back counting on the government much more than their parents. When Common Core Math came out, parents, children started to be told, don't ask your parents for help. This is math that they don't understand. They won't be able to help you. Come to us. We will help you. All there right, so Barbara, there's the music. I have to go. Thank you so much. And Mike, Amanda, Bobby, Louie, and the rest, sorry couldn't get to you, but to be continued, uh, talk tomorrow.